When we first set a goal, so often the amount of effort and the focus that we have to input into the goal never seems to equate to the output experience that we want. In other words, for every unit of input of effort, we do not get a unit of output for results. That's Dan talking about the challenges we often face when setting and pursuing a new goal. In this episode, we break down the key to setting goals in a way that shifts your focus from the results to the process and how to connect to your personal why to keep you motivated during that journey. As you listen, you'll learn the importance of being patient and consistent when the outcomes aren't happening as fast as you may want them to. I'm Kylie Schmitz. I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales, a nonconformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lappin 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. What's on the docket for today, Dan? I think we should talk about goals today. It's timely. End of year. Starting a new year. It's almost silly, isn't it? I can't believe we're already here. Every time I think about goals, and that's why I'm a little hesitant to say it with our listeners, is I goals kind of initiates this self-critiquing inside of me because we've all been taught how important they are and how much we can accomplish in life and all of that. And it's all about being a high performer and being successful, right, when you set goals. But again, I think if we're all going to be human about it and real, I do think goals and the word, the terminology also brings out a bit of our cautiousness and a little bit of um, defensiveness. I mean, I have set goals in my life and accomplished them, but I've also set goals and still not or have yet to accomplish them. Yeah, it can be very overwhelming. So when I say the word goals to you, how do you feel? Uh, I immediately started thinking, my hands are sweaty right now. <laughs> I immediately started thinking about all of the goals that I have for Q1 of next year and how the heck am I going to get there and do I have enough time and what happens if I don't hit them? Is Dan going to fire me? Why just till Q1? Uh, that I mean, I don't know if I can get... So I think one thing that I struggle a little bit with that you always have to help me with is thinking big picture, thinking longer term, further out. So yes, I'm thinking about what does next year look like, but then immediately I'm going to, okay, Q1 is right around the corner. What do I need to be focused on? It's going to be here before I know it. And you made a good point. We're all different. Each and every single one of us, some long-term thinkers, some more short-term, um, some are better at process than others, et cetera. You know, I think for, for me, I, I try not to think about them as goals anymore. I try to use different words like, what am I going to create? What do I want to achieve? And one of my favorite ones is, what do I want to experience? Because I think just over the years, the term goals just throws me off. My alternative word is intentions. Okay. And I've heard of the intentions word before. I like the word deliberate in front of it. Mm-hmm. Deliberate intentions. Yeah. Yeah. Being intentional. It's operating with a purpose. I think one of the biggest problems for everybody when it comes to goals is that when we first set a goal, so often the amount of effort and the focus that we have to input into the goal never seems to equate to the output experience that we want. In other words, for every unit of input of effort, we do not get a unit of output 
for results. And I think that wears on all of us. I think it can wear on people. Oh, yeah. From a neurological level, when we don't get those dopamine hits, our brain says, hey, this is not worth our time. What are you doing? You're wasting our time. You're absolutely right. You know, you work hard at the goal. You don't get any kind of immediate gratification. In many instances, you almost get the opposite feedback in terms of progressing toward the goal with your effort. You get the opposite feedback of sometimes you feel like you're getting further away from it. It's not happening. You don't see any signs of improvement. And I think that really starts to deflate how we look at the goal, our effort, our consistency, our focus, our determination, and everything about it. You know, Kalia, what what it always comes down to, if you want to create a result, we all know you have to take action. But if you want to create a different result, you have to take different or new action. And I think that's where a lot of the rub starts to happen. That's some heavy, can I say shit? You just did. Okay. <laughs> some heavy shit. Now you got to say it without laughing though. I don't know if I can. I'm not, I'm not serious <laughs> enough for this. <laughs> the idea though, right, is this new result is going to require new action. The challenge with new action, I think, for, for so many, including you and I and, and Pam and our team, is that when you think about taking new action, you also have to embrace this idea of uncertainty and variability, not knowing what the end result will be, and potentially, and more often than not, making a mistake or even failing along the way because you have to take this new action, something you're not used to, maybe something you're not yet good at. I think that's where goals really start to fall apart. I was watching something on social media. Some speaker was talking about how the average person will try something once and fail and not try it again. But high performers will try something, fail 10 times before they get it right. And what's key about that is that failure is nothing more than feedback. Failure is not something that has to define you. Failure is not necessarily and doesn't have to be the end result. It's just the feedback that you get in the moment regarding whatever action it was that you took. It didn't work. It's time to adjust. Go fail. Go make mistakes. Every time you do, you're going to get better. It may not feel the best in the moment, but you're going to get better. And sometimes I think we don't get enough feedback or data before we make adjustments. What do you mean by that? I think people are too quick to make change sometimes when really they just need to continue the course and give it more time. So I'll give you an example. A lot of times I'll have advisors I coach call me and say, my cold calling isn't working. First question I ask is, okay, what's going on? Tell me more about what you're experiencing. They'll say, well, I've been making cold calls all week and I haven't gotten a hold of anybody. How many calls did you make? Well, 10 a day and it's Tuesday. So we've made 20 calls and you've gotten 20 voicemails. That doesn't mean your cold calling isn't working. Sometimes we're too quick to say something's not working when really we have to look at all of the data points and, and assess objectively. Yeah, in that case, Kyla, you're spot on because in that case, it might be the time of day that they're calling. It could be the time of the month, time of the year, especially right now. And I'll also have some advisors that will call me and say, oh, I think I need to switch up my cold call intro. 
when really the cold call intro is working just great, they're just bored with it. So I think a lot of times we're, we're, we can be too quick to change and we need to stay the course and give it more time. Let's give some recommendations. Let's keep it simple though. I mean, it's not rocket science, all right? Anybody can look up right now on Google, top 10 reasons why goals fail. Top five reasons or things you should do to accomplish your goals. I mean, it's not hard. But let's keep our little list here simple and to the point. All right, so here's some recommendations from Kylie and I about achieving or experiencing more and creating more of what you want in your business or in your life next year, okay? Hashtag goals. How's that? <laughs> We're trending. <laughs> We're trending. Number one, focus on the process. If you focus on the result and the outcome, you're going to wear yourself out. And then in those moments where you experience a mistake or a short-term failure, you're going to pull back from the process and from the journey of achieving the goal because the failure is almost 180 degrees different than what you want as the outcome. And so then you get disgruntled, you get annoyed, disappointed, and frustrated, and you stop. And then you give yourself an excuse, you tell yourself a story, and the goal's over, and you move on to something else. So focus on the process. But here's the key, the, the, the key here, and I've had to work at this. All right, listeners, not only do you have to focus on the process, you have to be patient and try to find a way to enjoy the process. When you read about high performers in any field, they learn to enjoy the actual process. And when they do, it no longer feels like a struggle and they achieve their results. The last thing I would suggest is the only time you want to reference the outcome or the result would be if you're feeling a lack of motivation and you're feeling dejected toward the actual goal. Remind yourself of the positive part of the outcome and then make sure your, your why is connected to that outcome. Remind yourself why that outcome is so important to you. That is the only time I would ever reference an outcome when it comes to goal setting. What you do is you take each quarter and you put milestones at the end of every quarter. And those milestones represent key processes that they know they need to take action on in order to hit the ultimate goal or what they want to achieve at the end of the year. So Dan, how does this, this milestone process work? Well, let's take a look at a quick example of... Um, we'll say losing weight, getting in shape at the beginning of the year, telling yourself that you want to lose, say 30 pounds. All right. That could be overwhelming. And then it could be very disappointing when you don't feel like you're tracking toward it. And so what do most people do when they don't feel like they're tracking toward it? Give up or quit. They give up, they quit, right? Come up with an excuse, a reason why. Here's how the milestone would work. You would say to yourself, okay, I want to lose 30 pounds by you know, end of second quarter. All right. We'll say, you know, what, June first quarter, put your milestones in there. One milestone might be join a gym. Another milestone might be out of the 90 days in the first quarter, you can go to the gym. You decide you're going to go 60 of them. You're not going to worry about results, but you want to make sure that you walk into that gym with your gym clothes on 60 times. Another milestone 
might be that you decide that you're going to stop drinking for 30 days. It might be that you decide that since there are roughly 16 or so weeks in the first quarter, every week you want to eat maybe just vegetables Monday through Friday. But Saturday and Sunday, you allow yourself a little splurge. You don't worry though about the scale and getting on the scale. You just commit to some of these things that we're talking about and you focus on those as your process. It's not about getting on the scale and determining in three weeks how close are you now to losing the 30 pounds. You just stick to the process and you do everything you can to try to hit the milestones that you put in place. And that's just a small example. I think it's worth mentioning no one can predict how long it takes for you to lose the 10 or 20 pounds that you want to lose. You have to stick to the process until you hit the goal. So how does this relate to sales, Dan? Well, let's take an easy one. Someone wants to exceed plan by 25%. Build your process based on what you know you have to do as a sales professional to get the appointments and build your process based on your conversations. First thing you might say is, well, I need to set 10 new appointments with 10 new prospects in the first quarter. Every week, I need to spend one hour every day sending out five emails, five LinkedIn, and three phone calls. And you stick to that process. At the end of the first week, don't worry about responses and how many did you get. Same with the second week and the third week. Just stick to your process. Another milestone might be you're in the meeting and you know you want to emphasize better learning. So maybe you tell yourself if you're going to have 10 brand new meetings, all 10 of those meetings, you're going to emphasize learning the first 15 minutes. And you're going to emphasize asking three to five business questions before you get into your demo, before you get into your expertise, but you're doing things that drive the types of conversations that you want to have. Which ultimately lead to the outcomes that you want to see. Which will ultimately lead to the outcomes that you want to receive and generate. Yeah. And again, going back to the weight loss example, there's no guarantee on when it's going to happen, right? But you know you need to stick to the process to get those results. Exactly. So Dan... How do you suggest our listeners take what we're sharing today and, and implement this process for themselves? That's a good question. I think if our listeners do this, this process, no pun intended, is going to actually excite them and, and get them motivated. Take a look at what you want to achieve or create or experience more 12 months from now. Think of it this way. If you don't achieve this or you don't create this or experience this, you're going to be disappointed in yourself. That's a great way to look at what do you really want to accomplish over the next 12 months. Make a list of four or five things and then work your way back. Go to the first quarter and think about all the things that have to happen in the first quarter that lead to all the things that you need to have to happen in the second quarter, into the third quarter, into that fourth quarter. That's process. It's not about counting pipeline necessarily. It's not about counting wins and counting losses. It's more about what are you doing each and every day, week, month, and quarter that lends itself to you being on track toward what the ultimate achievement is. 
So you might say, well, I need to do 40 new appointments this coming year. Well, in this case, you might say first quarter, you want to do 15 because your sales cycle might be six months. It might be nine months. So you want to maximize that time in the first quarter by achieving a higher degree of prospect appointments and conversations, but then build from there. What kind of questions, prioritizing questions, prioritizing listening, prioritizing your mindset, and make that your process throughout the year. Dan, what do you want our listeners to walk away from this episode knowing? I guess number one would be that the outcome is truly out of your control, but 100% of the process is in your control. And that's why we're trying to encourage you really focus on the process each and every quarter that will lend itself and lead to what you're ultimately trying to achieve. Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you want to get engaged with us outside of this podcast, be sure to go to our website, lapin180.com. That's L-A-P-P-I-N 180.com. And there you'll find information on upcoming workshops, different events we're doing throughout the United States, ways to engage with us on social media, as well as a form where you can suggest topics or guests for the podcast. We want to hear from you, so don't be shy. Kylie out. All right. Do we have another episode? <laughs>